0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Sunday Bitcoiner. There is absolutely nothing about this episode that is a normal Sunday Bitcoiner episode, except the fact that we'll be touching on the Bitcoin uh, subject. But aside from that, there is absolutely nothing. So first of all, this is a Thursday afternoon. I am late for publishing the monthly sunday bitcoiner episodes so i am not drinking a coffee i am drinking maybe you can hear the crackle oh that's the asmr for you right there i am drinking a white claw surge blood orange flavor on a thursday fucking afternoon i am right now in the middle of a lightning slash thunderstorm where I'm at and I'm in the new studio and I am not recording on my primary device. I am recording on my phone with my mic and my headphones plugged to my phone. Talk about ghetto ass solutions and improvisation. So hope that you get to enjoy the Sunday Bitcoiner on a Sunday with a coffee as is intended, but just know that right now the scene is very chaotic And yeah, let's take a sip of this white coffee, Bro, it tastes like it it smells like a powerful alcoholic Fanta I'm about to give an an ASMR review on a Bitcoin podcast. I I never thought I would be doing this, but here we go Holy shit This is pretty strong. It's 7% alcohol. So I might be fucking trashed at the end of this episode Which just makes it again? Another very, very unconventional Sunday Bitcoin episode. Like I said, I'm not recording on my normal device. I The reason for it is my main computer is a laptop, and this laptop is about to die on me. And I'm only using it to prop up my notes for this episode of, of the things I want to talk about. And if you hear thunder uh, in the background, just know this is because I probably did not edit the audio. I just decided to publish because I'm already freaking late. And um, it would be too much work. Well, you know, I, I mean, maybe you'll get to enjoy it, right? It, it adds an, a little extra theme to your Sunday morning. It might be sunny where you're at. So if you hear thunder, just know it's this episode. It's not you. But yeah, very chaotic scene right now. Um, I picked an excellent time to record for absolutely no reason. And the reason I say it's an excellent time is because I don't have time in general. It's been very, very hectic. Oh, God, this White Claw is strong. It makes me sound like an absolute, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> in any case it's, it's freaking strong um, it is not tasty at all I would not recommend the white cloth search. just get a regular fucking beer or a glass of red wine you'll be way better off um, so yeah despite the hectic circumstances I am in a new studio so this means new acoustics um, you might also hear some trucks passing by I have absolutely no control o- o- uh, over that I think I picked a hot spot for like next to a distribution center and they just keep on coming. New acoustics means you might hear some echo. You might hear some weird reverby shit. I, I, I can't tell. I don't really listen to, to my voice. So, um, yeah. I have been keeping busy nonetheless. Hope y'all have been doing the same. Y'all have been enjoying your time. Sorry for the delayed episode, but I hope you enjoy nonetheless. Oh, and I forgot to mention, uh, the reason I'm late is because I was actually recording this in time uh, before the month of July ended. I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be perfect timing. I'm going to publish it. I'm going to stick to my schedule. Things are going to be great. Uh, Only to realize that 45 minutes in, my audio was not picking up correctly on my computer, so uh, the initial recording didn't work and this means that you are now listening to a uh, re-record and thank God my phone is working because I was about to trip like r- big time. Um, so yeah, this is a retake of an episode I promised that I wanted to do and actually I think it's a really interesting topic specifically for my no-coiner friends um, but it may also be applicable to Bitcoiners that like to listen to, to this show. Um, we'll get into the details, but first, um, let's, let's do a, a little introduction to the subject, shall we? So, um, in the month of July, actually, the reason I've been so busy is I have been traveling for work and, uh, I went to Vegas, um, And I know it's not typically like a work destination, but believe it or not, lots of conferences happen there. So I actually went to work for a conference and it's actually really on topic because I wanted to talk about the differences between saving, investing and gambling today. Um, But we'll get back to that. So Vegas, for those of you who have been, you know how trash it is. For those of you who haven't been, you now know how trash it is. I recommend going just once just to see how impressive it can be. And, and when I say impressive, I mean it in the sense of imposing and not necessarily in the sense of, wow, this is beautiful. It's literally buildings in the middle of nowhere. Okay. So you probably heard the thunder and my chair was rumbling. It's pretty freaking crazy. I think it's not my neighbor, and I hope to God uh, the building's okay. <laughs> we'll find out. It's good. We have this white claw next to us. We're, we're just having fun, just having a little chat. And I'm also not in the, in the optimal studio setup that I'd like to have. You hear the chair creaking. I am not sitting where I would like to sit. I'm still getting some furniture in for the studio. Um, I'm just enjoying the thunder views. Uh, the lightning views right now, and, oh, it's really going at it. The sky is dark, dark. Anyway, uh, as I was saying, so Vegas, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's massive. Those hotels are the epitome of fiat and the epitome of losing money. So I went to a couple of pool parties. I went to a couple of DJ sets. And by the way, incoming will be a big-ass freight truck as well. So, you know, let's just enjoy the vibes, bro. You're listening to this? Enjoy the vibes. Enjoy the, the ASMR sounds of freight trucks and thunderstorms and just vibe out with me. But drink a coffee. Don't drink this White Claw Surge shit. It's absolutely disgusting. So, yeah, like I was saying, um, Vegas... Absolute garbage uh, Went for a week, got tired after four days uh, Went to a couple pool parties Trash I mean, it's not trash If, if you like house music If you like EDM slash electronic And you're into DJs and shit like that You might enjoy it But um, that's not my favorite genre I, I can listen to any music But for me, particularly House, EDM, they all sound the same And when you go to a pool party That, you know is hosted by a famous DJ. What you go see is basically an opening act, there's a DJ, the main act is a DJ, and the closing act is a DJ. And if you don't know which is which, they all sound the fucking same, so you have no idea when the real DJ pulls up. And the only way you can know is when, um, (laughs) I was about to say something mean. Uh, When uh, let's say the Instagram savvy people Pull out their phones and start filming. That's when you know that people are actually enjoying and and they're having a good time, supposedly. So, yeah, if you like DJs, I'm not hating. Just go do you. Go to Vegas. You're going to love it, I guess. Um, Wasn't really my thing. You know, it's hot. It's hot as balls. But I'm not complaining. I like the heat. So, Um, slot machines everywhere. You know, it's basically. One big sinkhole of money where you could throw your money. In. Like Vegas is the epitome of losing money, and it's like the epitome of this fiat system that we live in. I, I, I just can't believe how incredible it is. Um. The fourth, the fourth certainty of life, if there ever was to be a, to be one, is that you will lose money in Vegas. Um, that's a certainty. You will not come out a winner. If you come out a winner, share some of that. <laughs> Send me some of that. Send me some sats after you buy Bitcoin. Obviously, um, not financial advice, but you know. Yeah. So there's three certainties in life. I think we can add a fourth one. The the three certainties is are not is um, death. Taxes. There will only ever be twenty-one million Bitcoin, and you will lose money in Vegas. Um, and actually, fun fact. So, uh, one thing I gotta I gotta give a shout out to in, in terms of Vegas is, um, as you can tell, I am not American. Um, and I have some American friends I went with. You know, I, I said I went for work, but who stays seven days at at a conference, right? You go there, you enjoy the weekend and things like that, and then then work picks up. Um, So I went early with a couple of friends from the U.S., and what I hate about not being a U.S. citizen is I cannot use apps like Venmo or Cash App to settle up with my U.S. friends, and my U.S. friends can't use quite literally anything else except wire transfers to settle up with me, um, and last year, I decided to close my PayPal account because PayPal was actually one way that, you know, you can send cash to your friends in the U.S. for an obscene fee. And uh, I decided to close them because of all of the quote-unquote controversy. People, I, I think regular people wouldn't see it as a controversy, but certainly for me, it was a uh, they've made many, many moves that kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. So I was like, okay, well, fuck PayPal. I'm not going to use that. But I kind of shot myself in the foot when it came to my Fiat US friends. Um, my no-coiner US friends. It's like, how am I going to settle with them now except, you know, pay cash? And by the time we knew who had spent what and so on, like, um, I, I was I was no longer there. I could no longer give them physically give them cash so i kind of shot myself in the foot with uh taking paypal off uh, too too quickly i had to find out to figure out a workaround and i uh, the good news is i only owed one person uh money so um i gotta give a shout out to that person and i gotta give a shout out to sam skies um if you're listening to this episode dude you rock you've put me on to some great great things and some excellent ideas, Um, my no-coiner friend actually decided to accept Bitcoin, but not in the traditional sense. Um, What's really cool in the US is that Venmo and Cash App uh, and even PayPal, um, they accept investing in cryptocurrencies or holding cryptocurrencies within your account. So that kind of gave me an in. Um, and, and the reason I shout out Sam's guys, um, this really cool Nostr dude I met at the uh, adjacent Bitcoin conference events in Miami. Because I didn't go to the conference. I just went to a couple of adjacent events, including a Nostr karaoke that went, went on. Really cool stuff. Anyway, Sam's guys, shout out to you, my dude. Um, I reached out to you on uh, Nostr. Well, I reached out in general to say, hey, does anyone have an idea of how I can fucking send money except uh, aside from wire transfers, like I don't want to recreate a PayPal account. Help me. What do I do? How do I send money to Americans? And um, he put me on. He said, hey, you know what? Like uh, you should look into Venmo or Cash App because they actually accept Bitcoin. And uh, you might be able to just send Bitcoin to that, that person's account. And that's exactly what I did. I did some research and turns out I was able to send Bitcoin to their account and then from there they could choose to sell it for fiat, convert it whatever the fuck they want to do or just hold it in Bitcoin. I didn't really care at that point. I had an in to settle without having to pay an absolutely stupid ass fee of like 25 bucks for PayPal and even more for the wire transfer or probably the same amount actually. Um so yeah. Um shout out to my no coiner friend he sold his Bitcoin you know he I, I, I'm pretty sure he sold it um, he kept the balance in fiat and you know who knows that's an in he actually texted me he said oh I think it's a funny workaround <sighs> we'll get there we'll get there one day folks it'll be the only workaround and uh, people are gonna realize that okay now the rain's starting to pick up it's actually pretty crazy um yeah so that's how i managed to settle uh while in vegas and that was that was pretty cool um so the reason i i mentioned vegas is i mentioned this idea that you know it's a certainty that you gamble and you lose and i kind of think it's it's a huge reflection of the fiat system that we have today I, i i think a place like vegas not not that it can only exist in these circumstances but let's just say that the current economic system definitely um acts as a a catalyst to its existence um so what do i mean by that the the subject of the episode that i wanted to cover today is the difference between excuse me uh saving Investing and gambling. Um, You know, these are definitions that, you know, even no coiner people would be like, hey, I know what the fuck that means. Like, why do you want to talk about it? And even Bitcoiner mean uh, Bitcoiners know what it means. Um, But the reason I want to bring it up is I think it's important to add context of what saving can actually mean in a Bitcoin system, uh, what saving is in a fiat system, what investing is. In a fiat system what investing can be in a uh, bitcoin system and gambling what can it be in a bitcoin system and what it is in a fiat system um so i actually pulled up the definitions uh on investopedia um you could probably pull up similar definitions on miriam-webster or whatever your source of truth is Um, But let's begin going through these and and I want to explain it into detail and then I want to add the context Um, For my no-coiner friends, especially if you're new to to Bitcoin maybe before Reading about Bitcoin. It's important that you understand the economics um, economic concepts uh, definitions and really start the foundation to understand What is Bitcoin suggesting aside from an investing method? Because it is not an investing method. Um, So let's begin. Let's begin with savings. So if we take a look at Investopedia and the definition of savings on Investopedia, Investopedia says, what are savings? Savings refer to the money that a person has left over after they subtract out their consumer spending from their disposable income over a given time period. Savings, therefore, represent a net surplus of funds for an individual or household after all expenses and obligations have been paid. Ooh, interesting. So um, what does this definition actually mean in layman terms and not just me reading from it is basically you have an input, you have an output, and you'll notice that for all three definitions, an input and an output is um, an alternative way of seeing it. Your input is you put in your time, you trade in your, your time, your effort, your skills to acquire an asset, or in this case, a, a medium of exchange that you can exchange it for later. But you accumulate it in an exaggerated amount um, and, and that's your output, basically, is you trade in your time and your effort, and the output is that medium of exchange in a ridiculous amount so that from there, you can use that uh, that as an input source and trade it for an output source of goods and services that you need, like food, shelter, anything else that you can think of, Okay. So um, you have your input, which is your effort, your time. You convert it into an output, which is an intermediary tool. That it also acts as an input that you give to somebody else. And the output is you receive goods and services. So input and output is um, those are concepts that will come back in in, uh, the later definitions that we'll review as well. But I want you to keep this in mind. You have an input. Your input is fixed. Um, you give a certain amount of time, you give a certain amount of effort and you receive a certain amount of money. Okay. Um, we'll stop here for now. If we compare this with investing and what is investing, same source, Investopedia defines investing as putting money to work for a period of time in some sort of project or or undertaking in order to generate positive returns. IE profits that exceed the amount of the initial investment. It is the act of allocating resources, usually capital with the expectation of generating an income profit or gains. Okay. So again, this concept of input and output definitely is important here. What's the input? The input is your money, the money that you probably have from saving. The money that you have left over that you have not traded for goods and services, that acts as an input. And what is your output? It's more money. Okay. Um, so that is the basics of investing. Um, one can invest in many types of endeavors, such as using money to start a business or in assets such as purchasing real estate in the hopes of generating rental income and or reselling it later at a higher price. Input output again. And investing usually involves a certain amount of risk. Um, in investing, risk and return are two sides of the same coin. Low risk generally means low expected returns, while higher returns are usually accompanied by higher risks. Now, this concept of risk is very, very interesting because this input and output, it's no longer a fixed equation. Is The output is not guaranteed based on the input um that you provide and we'll actually see that uh in an economic system such as an inflationary one that we have with two percent inflation three percent four percent five percent inflation we'll see that this equation also applies to saving the same input that you generate does not always give the same output so um why am i explaining this what i what i'm trying to get at and then we'll add the beautiful definition of gambling so just to just as to complicate things is that in a fiat system you are saving um you have your amount of effort and time and based on that you get an output and that output you use it either to spend on goods or to invest So in and of itself, the money that you gain becomes an input. However, in today's system, um, what happens during uh, an inflationary uh, episode or in an inflationary environment is the amount of input that um, that you provide cannot stay consistent because the amount of output that comes from it is not consistent either. What I mean by this is basically, today you work 40 hours a week, okay? Um, Next week you work 40 hours a week, but today you can probably buy, I don't know, a couple of tomatoes, couple of fruits, couple of vegetables. In a year from now, inflation is defined as prices increasing from all your favorite economists, you will not be able to buy the same amount of output, the same amount of tomatoes, the same amount of other fucking goods that you like. You will just not be able to afford it. So if you keep your input constant, then your out- your output will be marginally decreasing year over year. The same amount of time and effort, even though you put in the same amount of effort, will just not be enough. So the solution is, Either you work more hours or you provide an extra input. And this is where the idea of investing comes in is, okay, well, I will no longer work. I've worked my 40 hours. It's time to put my money to work. How many financial advisors have you heard you have you heard tell you this? Put your money to work. What the fuck does that mean? Well, it just means that you need an extra source of input to get the same amount of output. You're going to need the same amount of tomatoes in your stomach you're going to need the same amount of output, but you will not be able to achieve it with the same amount of input. If it's getting confusing, deal with it. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm halfway into this white claw. So if this concept of input output doesn't make sense, just remember what I said in an inflationary system, you can't buy the same basket of goods with the same amount of hours that you work every week, think about people that now have to get two jobs to survive and, f- and provide for their families. It is inevitable. Because the same amount of time and effort that you put will simply not be enough to guarantee the outputs. Because of monetary debasement, your intermediary tool becomes worthless. So along comes this concept of, Ooh, invest in stock markets, invest in the S and P 500 index, put your money to work for you, give an additional input. So take that piece of your savings that you have not spent on goods and put it back give it back to us. Let it work for you so that we can generate you a higher output of the exact same thing. Um, and, That way, you will be able to ensure your retirement. You'll be able to ensure your same amount of output for a given amount of years, the same amount of goods and services that you need to survive um, perpetually, right? So effectively, in today's system, because of inflation, in order to keep up with inflation, the recommendation for folks is to invest, And investing typically is oh put your price uh, put your money in a house or in the stock market as a whole in ETFs, right? And what happens when you do that? Well, you hope to achieve the average return of the S and P five hundred, which is seven percent year over year, so that this seven percent increase of your input can guarantee the same amount of output. So effectively, that becomes an extra amount of input. That you have to provide out of your own pockets from the initial, uh, on top of the initial time and effort uh, that you've put in. What does it mean to invest? It means you need to learn to take risks. And ideally, you should learn to take lower risks because that reduces the time and effort, the additional, the supplemental time and effort that you have to put in. But it doesn't mean that you don't have to provide additional time and effort. Remember, you need to put that money to work. That's to your time and effort. You need to give it away. You need to put in additional time to, oh, which ETF should I buy? Or what house should I get? Oh, should I rent out the house? Should I keep it as a property? Should I flip it? Okay. This, this is what happens. This is a natural occurrence in today's system. And this is called being smart with your money or putting your money to work. Now let's have a look and let's introduce the third concept, which is gambling. And actually investopedia doesn't have a definition of gambling on its own, but they have a difference. Uh, they, 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 they put two definitions side by side, speculation versus gambling. What is the difference? And they mentioned that speculation and gambling are two different actions used to increase wealth under conditions of risks or uncertainty. Hmm. Now let's nuance that. Okay. So, what is speculation and what is gambling according to their terms? Speculation involves calculating risk and conducting research before entering a final tr- a financial transaction. A speculator buys or sells assets in hope of having in, ho- in the hopes of having a bigger potential gain than the amount he risks. A speculator takes risks and knows that the more risk they assume in theory, the higher their potential gain. Ooh, That sounds very similar to investing, doesn't it? Okay, well let's uh, have a look at the gambling definition now. Converse to speculation, gambling involves a game of chance. Generally, the odds are stacked against gamblers. When gambling, the probability of losing an investment is usually higher than the probability of winning more than the investment. In comparison to speculation, gambling has a higher risk of losing the investment. So if we were to reduce this to layman's terms, speculation and gambling are actually very, very similar. The only difference is gambling, as we mentioned in the Vegas introduction, your risks are higher of losing it. Uh, Your risks are higher of losing the input and not getting the output that you want. Okay. Whereas speculation is a higher probability of actually getting a positive return, right? So a a probability of 50.0001 and over or, you know, 50 and over 50% and over. This means that you are speculating. If your chances are below 50%, you are gambling. We're not gonna get into math because uh, I am way too deep into a white-claw surge um, to be able to do some math and, and prove it mathematically but just think about this okay with inflation at five percent six percent seven percent and unclear methods of calculating inflation what is the probability of you generating a higher return than the inflation what is the proper probability of your wages What are the probabilities of your wages keeping up with inflation? How many times do you hear that wages do not keep up with inflation? Now tell me the difference between investing, saving and gambling in a fiat system. And that's the point that I wanted to make around these definitions is in a fiat system with an inflationary model where monetary debasement is not infrequent. It's actually very very current year over year inflation numbers arise and the, the arbitrary targets of two percent or five percent don't mean shit investing saving are the same thing as gambling when you save you do not have enough tomorrow for the time and effort that you put in to subside for your needs your inputs is the same. Your 40 hours worked are, are the same, but you buy less goods than you could with those 40 hours work. So effectively, you need to put your money to work for you. Therefore, you need to invest, and um, the reason I'm hesitating here is I, I know there's a, there's like common mistakes when you do, uh, when you try to prove a point or support an argument that you're making and it's not generalization I forgot I forget what it's called uh, it's not correlation or causation um, but it's it's like leading to a conclusion without without necessarily demonstrating it but we've taken a look at the definitions right So saving and investing this is the only thing that we need to to prove and demonstrate one and for all, once and for all. That in order to save, in an in inflationary model, it equates to the same thing as investing, because you need to keep up with inflation. This is, this is the key concept because we've already we've already confirmed by looking at the definitions, or at least, to me it seems pretty self obvious that investing involves risk, and risk means that you're either dealing with speculation or gambling, and If you don't put enough time and effort to do your research and understand what the fuck is going on, you are basically gambling that everybody else is right, I'm putting in the ETF, and nothing will ever break. And therefore, am I really investing? Am I really taking a calculated risk? Maybe you are, maybe you can make the argument that you are, but in my head, it's clear as day that investing is a form of gambling. It is speculation. It is just, if you have a little bit of luck, have done a lot of research, so increase the additional input that you have, you have more chances of having the return that you desire. And let's go back to input and output. The reason you're getting this additional return or you want to get this additional return is so that in the future, you can subside for your needs. So effectively, you're putting this additional time and effort for an additional output, which at the basis, is the same amount of output that you need to survive, the same amount of output that you need to live your day-to-day. And the reason you need to do this activity is because inflation is at 2% two, two theoretically. Now we know it's definitely not the case. Um, if we look at the CPI and then, you know, if you're a Bitcoiner and you know that fuck the CPI, it doesn't mean anything, inflation is not at 5% inflation is not at 6%, it's not at 7%, it's way higher. Don't believe me? Look at the prices of gas and tell me that year over year it only increased by 7%. Look at the price of your grocery bills month over month. Average it out every year and then tell me year over year it's only a 7% increase. And then come back to me and, uh, you know, buy me an extra white claw surge. No, actually don't do that because it's fucking disgusting. But, you know, I I, I think It's inevitable to get to to this conclusion that in an inflationary system saving is equal to investing you need to invest to keep what you've initially put in as a time and effort means you need to put additional time and effort either by working more hours or making your money work for you so that's no fun Um, so why are we talking about this right Um, what's so different with Bitcoin well um bitcoin there's no monetary debasement there is no inflation the supply of money is capped at 21 million bitcoin okay if you consider bitcoin as money which you know for the purposes of this argumentation let's consider it as money money is a store of value a medium of exchange and a unit of account we're not there yet Okay, this is a slow, for, for people to accept any form of money, there needs to be consensus. And for there to be consistent, a uh, cons- uh, consensus, it takes time. There's there's nothing else, there's no way around it, it takes time. So let's just assume that we're already there. Okay, it's an alternative form of money. What happens when we use money? that is deflationary, like Bitcoin. What happens to those definitions? Okay. And what does deflationary mean? It means that your money supply stays the same. Therefore, everything else becomes more abundant than the money supply. And everything else becomes cheaper because the most valuable things that people will want to have in their possession are the rarest things. Scarcity is a very important concept. The more rare something is, the more people will want to hold on to it and will hesitate to trade it in. And that is also the definition of saving. You do not want to trade it in today. You do not want to trade it in tomorrow because it is more valuable than whatever you are going to get from that trade. It is more valuable than the output. So what actually happens is at a static point in time, you convert your time and effort to get some Bitcoin. That Bitcoin you save. You do not spend all of the Bitcoin that you've accumulated. You only take it and you buy what you need to survive tomorrow you will be able to buy more goods with it why because bitcoin is more rare and people will be willing to trade more goods and services for it they'll say hey instead of four tomatoes we'll give you five tomatoes just give me the same amount of bitcoin as yesterday because i need it to survive myself so therefore your input and your input of time and effort becomes fixed it changes the equation of input and output you no longer need to make your money work for you you've worked at a point in time and this allows you to, subs- to 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 provide what you need to survive and so a deflationary model breaks that equation of saving equals investing equals gambling no in a deflationary model saving will now stand alone and for people who want to invest and who want to take a risk, that option will still be there. And investing will be the same thing as gambling. You will speculate, and the probability of you obtaining more Bitcoin, more output from the initial input, will be way, way lower. You will actually take a risk. So this incentive model that we have in an inflationary system will not be the same in a deflationary system because you will not have the incentive to throw your money away to say, oh, I'll well, make it work for me. No, it will not work for you because you do not know um, the future is uncertain and that is life. Okay. And you do not know if it's if it will be worth trading your Bitcoin that you've accumulated when you know you'll you'll have enough to subside. Um, and 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 to survive based on the goods uh and needs uh the goods and services that you need to survive on a day to day it's like why should i trade this bitcoin where you know i can buy food for my family to this random motherfucker that i have no idea how how responsible he is and so on i think i'd, re- I'd just rather save bitcoin and when the opportunity comes i will no longer need to Given additional work and time, to to um, to learn how to invest, I will take back my time and effort, my forty hours a week that I put in at my nine to five job. I'll be able to save in Bitcoin and know that I can, um, I can fuel my day to day, and if I ever have the extra time. I will be able to take the appropriate steps to do actual research and investing if I want to. But I'm very conscious that in a deflationary model, investing involves a higher risk. And it will be fully transparent that you are gambling your money away, that you, sorry, that you are speculating. And because. We've seen the definitions, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that the probability um, will be lower than 50% of you actually you know, making a profit or turning it into more Bitcoin if you do your uh, your research, but you will be able to speculate if you want to. But not everyone will need to be, become a finance expert and will need to buy ETFs um, and uh, a real estate To survive and to ensure their future. Don't believe me? Think about all of the success stories that you have of people that invested in real estate. Ask them if they've ever sold a property and what they were able to buy with it. They were probably able to buy another property, right? Were they able to buy two properties? Ooh, shit. Didn't think about that, huh? You buy a property at 200k, my man. You sell it for 500K, but guess what? Everything else is worth 500K because nobody wants to just give houses away for 200K when our money is worth less. And that's exactly what it is in an inflationary system. Your money is worthless. Worthless, worthless. Incentives are broken in an inflationary system. So that's what I'd like for the no coiners that are listening to this. Rambly, rambly episode. I I still didn't finish my fucking White Claw Surge. can't believe this. This is disgusting. Oh my god. This is what I want you to remember. In an inflationary system, saving equals investing, equals speculating, equals gambling. In a deflationary system saving stands alone you have the opportunity to save money is supposed to be a store of value then why is it that in inflationary times and in hyperinflation the number one thing that people do not want to hold on to is money they want to buy everything they can to get rid of that shit because they know that tomorrow those same goods they will no longer be able to afford it their money will be worthless Incentives are broken in an inflationary system. Consider doing some additional research into a deflationary system and have a look at the arguments that not, uh, economists are saying, oh, uh, GDP production will decrease. And try to keep an open mind when you, see, when you hear an argument like that. Why will GDP decrease? Because we won't be focusing on producing as much shit as possible, instead, we'll be allocating our money more smartly into things that actually matter. All of the progress that has been done in human society, from what I've been able to tell, and thanks to um, the Bitcoin standard for this, but everything that I've been able to tell is some of the biggest inventions, if not the biggest inventions, have come from a deflationary system where people are like, wait a second. I have time to think about this problem because I don't I no longer have to think of shit how many tomatoes or eggs will I be able to buy tomorrow I can actually think about something else I can actually expand my horizon and my interests and do my research and actually invest in something improve the quality of life That's it um, I'll leave you with this quote from uh, uh I believe it's from his book The Fiat Standard I don't think it's it was in the Bitcoin Standard I'd read the Bitcoin Standard but I do not remember him saying it in any case he says it in lots of the podcasts that he appears on and I encourage you to listen to those podcasts um, Seyfeddin is a very very bright mind um, and Seyfeddin if you ever listen to my podcast what the fuck are you doing here my guy <laughs> I would be very flattered, but I would also be very suppl- surprised. Um, anyway, so the quote is, uh, you need to earn your money twice in a fiat system. In the system of fiat currencies, which, by the way, refers to paper money for my no-coiners, you need to earn your money twice. You need to put your money to work to get back the same amount of output that will allow you to survive. Think about it. That's been it. Um, I'm tired of this white-claw surge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you're on Noster, consider giving me a follow. My NPUB is somewhere. I think it's now on X instead of Twitter. Jesus Christ. Um, I, I think I still left it on there with my pinned uh, tweet. It, is it still a tweet or is it an X post? <laughs> um, anyway, you could find me. I am relatively semi-public. So yeah, look for my end pub somewhere. I should probably post it on this podcast as well. In any case, I've been rambling on for too long, and I probably need to edit this um, to get it up and running for you guys. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you consider it, it deserves a like, give it a like. And give it a rating on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, your feed of choice. It's quite literally everywhere. Um, feel free to stream some sats. Um, if you listen on a value for value podcast, um, app like fountain, um, or just give a shout out, say, Hey, this was pretty cool. This was interesting. Um, so that I know how to make these. Another episode is coming in August. Not because it's not because I published this one that I will delay my entire schedule. So Stay tuned for that. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll catch you in the next one.